louder! What's up, everybody, and welcome to Stronger Than Before, a Power Rangers Zeo podcast. This is the pod boss, TJ Bowser, and joining me today is the fantastic Mr. Cameron Lee. How's it going, TJ? Pretty good, man. I am excited to do this week's episode, but first, it's time for our slice of life. Camboy, what did you do this week? Uh, this week was a lot of prepping for our road trip that's coming up, uh, which will be, I'm sure, significantly over by the time uh, this episode airs. Yes. But we are <laughs> super excited. Uh, we're going to uh, go all through the East Coast, and then we're mm-hmm. going to end up coming back home through uh, through the pit mm-hmm. and finally getting to meet Pod Daddy in person. <laughs> I am excited, and like I told Nick, call it what you want, but it's just the scenic route to my house. One hundred percent. That's the it's a it's a a ten day road trip excuse yeah. to make it to Pittsburgh. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see you, man. I'm I'm pretty excited to meet all the Beetle Bros and their uh, significant others. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun, and we've got. I mean, with you know things calming down a little bit around here, we'll be able to like get together for cons and stuff here soon too. Yes. So there's I, a lot more de- coming. I will definitely make an effort to travel out your way in the future. Hell yeah. But no, I'm uh, I'm excited for it. What have you had going on? Comic book stuff. You and I have been collabing on comic book stuff as we normally do. As uh, our listeners may or may not know, Cam is the editor for the comic series I've been uh, working on called Paranoia. It's co-written by my co-host and good friend Brody Kane. Uh, that'll be coming out later this year. But we've been working on that, trying to get things prepped for issue one's release. We I've been watching a ton of movies. I got a Vinegar Syndrome order in not too long ago go for mm. the uh, partners only month which is part of uh, pride month as well and i've just been going through that watched a lesbian vampire film called red lips and that was pretty awesome i have to say it was a shot on video horror film so it's not like the most supreme quality but it's entertaining and that's suitable for me speaking of entertaining let's start this week's episode so let's count it down camboy you ready i'm ready okay get your clicker this week's episode is a zeo beginning part two head on over to youtube type it in and let's begin cam three two one it's morphin time <laughs> Love the theme song. Gonna say it every episode. I think we had a, we had a discussion not too long ago about uh, best theme song, and what we uh, talk, well, what we mentioned, Jungle Fury is definitely up there. Jungle Fury was up there. Um, I think Zio is still my favorite from the like Zordon era. Mm-hmm. Lightspeed Rescue is way up there for me. That's definitely childhood nostalgia. Yeah. That's like when I was really setting into my Power Ranger phase. Yeah, Lightspeed Rescue, I have to uh, agree with you on that one. Whoa! Beautiful. That's just a facade. 
A little crazy for them to imply that Zordon might be dead. Right? And all their faces are dirty, but their clothes are clean. <laughs> <laughs> the power protects the uh, dry cleaning. Ah, I see. Last episode, we asked if uh, we get to see the, the cool chamber with all the uh, Mighty Morphin suits behind them. Yeah, it looks like we, we kind of see like the colored chamber. Yeah, we see Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> so the confused. Never, <laughs> the never mentioned before Machine Empire. <laughs> so much worse than Rita and Zed, but Zordon never felt to prepare his child soldiers for the threat. Why'd they go so heavy on Kat's makeup? <laughs> what the hell? Alpha's having a conniption. Little stroke. Whoa. Ooh. That's some nice effects. I can't tell if that's. That's definitely. Post-production. <laughs> it's like, you did know they put a sparkler on her head? <laughs> on his head? Yep, we can see Serpentera. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this, but. Uh. If you remember from the Forever Red special that was in Wild Force, mm -hmm. they find Serpentera on the moon. I think yes. we talked about this a little bit last episode. Um, apparently, how Serpentera ended up on the moon was from a, like, there was a hoax years ago that was an online hoax saying that there was a, like, a lost episode that had only aired in Australia Mm -hmm. and that it had Serpentera crash landing on the moon and getting destroyed on the moon. Oh, but shit. But it like, didn't exist, and the guy who wrote that hoax episode ended up being a writer on the show during Wild Force. No, shit, yeah. that's And he's cool. like a super fan, so like the reason that Forever Red happened and that it had uh -huh. the Machine Empire in it and had Serpentera on the moon is because this dude made a basically a fan fiction ho hoax. Yeah. And just made it canon <laughs> like 10 years later. Damn. So is I that, love the like Butler guy. Yes. Is that I was gonna ask, is that this episode this season's Finster? I think so. Somewhere between like Finster and like Babu. Okay. <laughs> 90s version of Laurel and Hardy. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. They really do kind of carry the show for a couple seasons. <laughs> 
<laughs> Y'all never complain about these sequences. This is great. Right. <laughs> the entire uh, the entire subplot of Bulk and Skull and uh, Rito and Goldar feels very Beetleborgs, Hillhurst monsters. Yes. And if anyone out there is wondering why we're starting at Zeo, it's because Mighty Morphin's been done to Hellhurst and back. True. <laughs> now that is a different voice actor. I don't. Th I think it's in space when they switch voice actors oh. for, for uh, Alpha. Or maybe maybe it's turbo. Because they give him like a Bronx accent at some point. That's I don't know right. if you remember that. It's, Is that in the Turbo movie? I th think so. Maybe. It might be in space. I'm like yeah. trying to think of when it is. I know it's after Zio. It's crazy that uh Alpha stays on for two more seasons. Right. And a good, yeah, a good chunk of Lost Galaxy, but kind of in and out. So they technically have the Astro Mega Ship throughout all of Lost Galaxy. They just barely There's the show shot. It. Yep. In the same shot of the cog ships floating above Earth. Yes. Sprocket's little uh, bow tie thing looks very uh, Sailor Moon. Yes. <laughs> now that I see it. Very magical girl. Good catch. Oh, wow. We see how things get on in their uh, bedroom there. <laughs> Poor Serpentera. I was today years old before I... Realize that Goldar has a cod piece. Yes. <laughs> yep. Full skirt. <laughs> a very large one. I can't remember if Goldar ever gets his wings back. I know they got taken last season. Well, there's our fan I'm fiction. I'm sure that's for, uh, I'm sure that was for practicality rather than plot. Yeah. They used it for two episodes and Saban saw the uh the invoice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're housebroken. <laughs> Re immediately regretting their decision. That's a cool shot. Yeah. I'm sure it was reused from somewhere. Serpentera gets very cinematic shots. Did we ever discern where the Tangus came from? Since Ooze doesn't exist in this timeline. 
No, I think they just show. I think Zed is just like, I've got new foot soldiers and boof, they're there. They were presented like a premium putty, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't think they were an invention of Finster, but yeah, they're like the the Z putties. They're something that Zed cooked up. It's like the fourth time we've seen that facade shot. Right? (laughs) One that was just above me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sweet effects. Did we know that the Zeal Crystal had five subdivisions? Only Billy knew. Uh. <laughs> the same about the Machine Empire. Uh, this information is on a need-to-know basis or until I tell you. Yeah, sounds like discrimination to me. (laughs) Billy needed a union. Agreed. (laughs) I mean, literally, but also. (laughs) Nice. Wow. Until now, she was just a person. It just zoomed in. Oh. You can make so many flying Volkswagen Beetles. Keep me in this basement forever. <laughs> Again, heavy on the makeup, cat. She looked like she got the worst of the attack. Outer atmosphere security grid. A thing we had no clue he was maintaining. Wow. Really using that footage. (laughs) Insufferable. Oh, God, I forgot he was Scottish. Now, this is premium entertainment. Yes.
Speaking of needing unions. <laughs> wow, we got a pan Again. shot there. Holy shit. There's the Xeonizers. I really like the Xeonizers, but yes. I do wish that the little crystal had something like the shape or something that indicated a different. Yes. Different ranger. The only uh, morpher that's different is the gold one, I believe. Mm hmm. And that little red crystal on the toys like pops out like mm -hmm. I know it's just because that's not how their powers worked in O-Ranger, but. One can dream. And you will not get a skirt. <laughs> oh, wait, no, she's got a skirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the first season where they didn't have a gender swapped Yellow Ranger. Hmm. I was trying to see if I had my Zeo Green print up in the room and I do I think <laughs> totally energized Oh, I was like, oh, oh is this almost is. over? Uh, yeah, this is fucking cool! Yep. Yeah! The Batcave yeah. style. Isn't there a YouTuber who recreated that? Who recreated it? Yeah, like in toy form. Oh, uh, I do know the guy because he does a bunch of Beetleborgs toy photography too. Pull it up on my Instagram real quick. He tags us and everything. We'll start right at Angel Grove, right where uh, Rita and uh, Zed failed horribly. <laughs> KL Toy Box recreated ah. that scene. Yeah. Oh, nostalgia vibes. Do they ever do they say that every time? I don't remember that at all. We'll find out. <laughs> it's true. We will. I think this is my first time watching this since the original airing. Yeah, Zio's not. I've never gone back through and watched Zio. The only time I would have seen this morph sequence would be in forever red whoa that's some cool production design very mad max yeah fuck yeah the choreography the movement of the cogs is great dope beautiful 
Music's pretty good. Yeah. A little different than just your normal Zio music. This is actually a cool shot. We got two Rangers in the same frame. We had some depth of field going on. Nice. Oh, using the. Uh, oh, goodness. I forgot about that. This song does kind of it's kind of kicking. It's good. It's a good yeah. scene. I like it. Get him, Rocky. Oh, this that was badass. Fuck. Catching the fist from behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rider kick. They run it away. Yep. Okay, give us a Zord. Oh, the little gear portal. That was cool. I like the idea that they're attacking Angel Grove because it's entertainment. Yes. That's a nice little like explanation. Isn't that used in another series? It's used in a few. Especially like, really? more modern ones. Yeah. Like a game show. Isn't there one there's like a game show? Yes, I think Samurai maybe. Ah, or or Ninja, right. uh, Ninja Steel. I know Ninja Steel has a lot of like pro wrestling vibes. Ooh. They have like a referee is like the finster of that show. And we'll talk about that too. The, the pro wrestling vibes you get from the fight sequences and the stuff. Yep. Especially the mecha stuff. Yeah. Japanese strong style all the way. Mm -hmm. One car. Down at the juice bar. This isn't the same one from Mighty Morphin. Did it's a no? I mean, that's the same like logo, but this is definitely a different. Yeah, it, this is less gym and more juice bar. <laughs> it's like the Jungle Fury place. Is that more pizzeria yeah. or more training facility? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right, especially you. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy gets to wear like normal wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have to color coordinate anymore. <laughs> Didn't we get bloopers last time? We did. Damn it. Why are we only getting like clipped. a quick montage of the episode? Yeah. Wait, no, this is new stuff. This is extra footage. Yeah. I guess I'll take this over. It's like in-universe yeah. bloopers. Cool. Still good. 
Agreed. And that concludes Azil Beginning Part 2. So, this was done by the same people that did Part 1. Director Isaac Florentine, cinematographer Ian Rosenberg, writers Douglas Sloan and Shotaro Ishinimori. Cam, we didn't get to fucking see Zords. But I know awesome fight sequence in like this weird Mad Max looking place. But we'll talk about that. Yes. More. Uh, yeah, I this was way better than part one, in my opinion. Yes, we actually got the Rangers. Uh, definitely, definitely feels to me like this could have been one episode, but I understand how they were. I think how this would have aired it would have aired at it's the same two. time. Yes. So I get it. And it like it's the same with like when we did Beetleborgs, the first two episodes of the first season don't really make sense unless you watch them together. And it's the same with this. Like there's really no point to watch these separate because they wouldn't have been released separate. So mm. like if you're going to watch these just, you know, as a normal rewatch, you'd watch these two together and then keep going. And then any other two parter would have been probably released, you know, weekly. But yeah, uh, I really dug this episode. And I've noticed this when I rewatched some Mighty Morphin stuff from especially from the first season. The production value isn't necessarily higher than I remember. Yeah. But little things like some choreography, some uh, settings like the, uh, the where the fight scene was uh, and just the kind of uh, the stagecraft of things like uh, the new power chamber, like those things just stand out so much. But the power chamber was so like this just sticks in my mind. Like like we said last episode going into this episode, I think we both remembered that the Mighty Morphin suits chilling in the background. Like when you see that as a kid, that shit stayed with you because it was so fucking cool. Like you said, Batman, Batcave vibes. Yeah. yeah. And that's like the only time that they really directly homage the previous like season and suit design. Because when we transition into Turbo, they don't even there's not even a reason, you uh-huh. know, that they got the Turbo powers over zeo it's just other than diva talks rocking up yeah um like the zeo powers don't like get destroyed you know they're still there technically nope we just get some weird fucking journey yeah i don't know (laughs) it's this was a this was a good episode i preferred it over the first one yes i think um but it's we're still missing some stuff we didn't get the weapons we didn't get the zords um what else are 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 there we got a morph sequence we We got the introduction to the new colors Billy's outro, the- pseudo outro, his yes. uh, his stepping back of his role into uh, uh, being the the cue to their James Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know what another. He's their he's their guy in the chair. Yes, and they're behind the scenes techie. I just know that I remember watching that as a kid and being sad at first that Billy wasn't going to be able to be part of the the show to like he was in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then whenever the gold rangers started rocking up and we'll get onto that later and they were starting to hint that he might be him that was such a cool thing and i think yeah. we talked about that even last episode too we're probably gonna bring that up a lot oh yeah uh, gold <laughs> it was it's just something highlight. that was, yeah just something that was robbed from us and robbed from him because it just made sense but they took the easy way out and yeah we'll talk about it uh yeah <laughs> And and all the behind the scenes stuff that went on, I mean, throughout the whole this whole run of the show, but uh, up to now, but especially like at this point in the show with David Yost behind the scenes, like, you know, it was it was a mess. And like he was he was getting, you know, the shit end of the stick at every turn. And a lot of people were under Saban and it sucks. And uh, and David was getting kind of the, the the brunt end of that for a lot of it. So I do understand why he stepped back and ended up stepping away from the show. Uh, and, you know, in recent years, he's he seems to have really come around on on the brand a little bit. And uh, um, 
has been kind of semi-eager to maybe reprise the role or come back for something. So that's always good to see. The Balkan skull sequences in this episode were fantastic. Uh, a lot more standoutish than the last episode. I think they were super on point with the comedy. And I love the incorporation of the Rito and Goldar story. Like you said earlier, the fact that we kind of start seeing their story progress here where they're kind of they, their memory. If, again, referencing last episode, they lost their memory after escaping Rita's castle and they landed on Earth and they don't remember shit. So that's why they're nice happy monsters and like mm -hmm. you said you do get the hillhurst vibes because they're working with monsters type thing so that's yeah that's definitely a cool aspect and i again i completely forgot about that up until us re-watching it here and damn balkan skull funny as shit yes love it i can't wait to see more <laughs> and i knew they do so many different things with balkan skull over the seasons to like i know they they're invisible for a huge chunk they <laughs> get turned into chimps for a huge chunk like they do all these sort of things and part of it is is obviously like production stuff to give give uh, uh, the actors, you know, a break mm -hmm. to to be able to just do ADR and not have to be on set every time. But like just keeping them in this long. I mean, I know at least until in space next to Jason David Frank, they're pretty much in the most. I think they are in the most episodes. Yes. Uh, more than any of the other Rangers, because they're the only ones who continue on. And they both come back a couple different times for a few uh, both cameos. And then I know uh, Paul Schreier came back in. Um, I think it was Samurai as kind of the Ernie uh, with like a restaurant or something that the Rangers hung out at. I think. Yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah. Um, and he came back for the, the Hyperforce, the RPG, that's a, a canon mm -hmm. Power Rangers RPG. He was the Yellow Ranger in that, too. So he's he's come back quite often. And um, I can't remember the name of the uh, actor that plays that plays uh, Skull, um, but he's like a uh, like classically trained Shakespearean actor uh, with a Ph.D. and hosts a bunch of stuff for Shout Factory. Um, Fucking A. Yeah, he's he's a a huge uh, like cinema nerd and theater nerd um and just like an encyclopedia of knowledge with the stuff and funny as hell like still to this day a fucking a you know what i was thinking real quick here uh we're talking about how this episode really doesn't give you much but we should probably appreciate it while we can because mm. this is gonna get repetitive real fucking quick starting next week true uh we're gonna start seeing the monsters of the week formula come together and like you said we're gonna get the occasional two-parter but uh yeah it's essentially gonna be that like this till the end to the uh yeah the finale i will give it to them full credit the last two episodes really have not felt uh like the the you know toy commercial mm -hmm. uh that most episodes end up feeling where you get a, a new toy every episode or um i know that's way more common in newer seasons of of tokyo shows but even i mean i remember in in mighty morphin and in the the later seasons it really felt like you're getting a new a new blaster or a new zord configuration or at least a new monster of the week that may or may not have a toy mm -hmm. pretty much every week and it felt very much like look at our new motorcycle look at our new laser blast <laughs> well this season has all of them. yes uh, yeah we definitely just, have I motorcycles <laughs> Yeah, the restraint for the first two episodes is yeah. is commendable, um, especially no Megazord, which I was surprised about. I really thought this episode was going to have the Zords, but I guess because they're really not as centric to the Fuck, powers. they just found out about the Machine Empire this episode. Yeah, um, like the last few seasons, the Zords have been really heavily in the theme and uh, like the dynamic of the powers um, with like obviously the dinosaurs, but then even with, you know, Ninja and um, the Thunder, uh, the Thunder Zords, like they were very much tied to the power coins. 
Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, yeah, you've got uh, one through five and your Zords are mythic themed, but let's ignore that for a minute. <laughs> yeah, we really uh, don't really ex- get to explore the whole like Egyptian mythic type shit that's going on here, do we? No, uh, like especially because and we'll talk obviously way more about it when we get to the Gold Ranger, but they dive and Power Rangers does this a lot. They dive way more into the sci fi uh, extraterrestrial side of mm-hmm. stuff than the mythology side of stuff in Aliens pretty much everywhere. Yeah, it's pretty much like that until um i don't know light speed dives i mean light speed has like the science versus demons and shit yeah um but other than that there's really not a lot of like mystic stuff that isn't just Mm -hmm. you know i mean you know there's like rita is magic and the ninja stuff is kind of magic but for the most part we don't see a lot of like mythology stuff until you start getting into like the Disney era with like Jungle Fury and Mystic Force. I was going to say stuff like Mystic that. Force. Great example. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The ultimate example. That's probably um, my least watched season. Same. And it's not for a particular reason. I remember exactly. watching it when I was a kid, but I've never gone back and tried yeah. to rewatch it. Nothing really stands out for the old Mystic Force for me. <laughs> I know the the Zords were awesome. I had a I had a couple of the the Zord figures and I know that they were really they were really cool. Mm hmm. Uh, that's Disney era, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's like middle of the Disney era. RPM was the one that stuck out for me there, man. Yes. It's, it's always RPM. A lot of the vibes from this episode felt RPM adjacent, especially, especially with, with the that. fight scene. Yes. Yeah. The, the cogs are just very similar to the, the RPM foot soldiers, mm-hmm. the, you know, the soup really leaning into the robotic movements and they're all very like twitchy. Uh, they're they're And they have character. Segment. Yeah. It's yeah. Way I don't remember that. <laughs> Like yeah. the one beats its chest when it's fighting Tommy and stuff. Like what yeah. the hell? Well, like the Power Rangers appear and one of them's like, "Who's that?" Yeah, oh, that's fun. <laughs> they're they're like semi sentient. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. No, that was. Uh, I think a lot of the uh, a lot of the kind of the groundwork was being laid in this season for future mm-hmm. future seasons and for uh, just like other stuff. Cause I, I don't know how much of the uh, fight footage we saw was American versus Japanese footage, but it, it looked like quite a lot uh, just from the, the kind of the footage quality looking um, not as yes. filmy as the Japanese footage usually does. So we don't have a weekly monster, but we did get introduced to the Scottish robot Butler with yes. a robot bird on his shoulder. I think, I think so. I think it's like an owl thing. Ah, which we know. will see again in Time Force. Yes. Robot <laughs> birds are a big thing. They're yes. they're in a lot of seasons. Oh, uh, well, Sentai robot birds are a real thing in real life. Like birds don't exist. Didn't you hear about this? I did. I saw the, the disclosed CIA. Uh, yes. Uh, espionage notes of the uh, the spy cam birds. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Birds aren't real. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that guy's super rad. Totally forgot about him again. Another type of character. It's like, holy fuck, he does exist. Mm-hmm. And like you said, he's kind of like a baboo Finster type character here. He has a lot, a lot of personality to him. And I just want to see more of him moving forward. And of course, that little uh, Sprocket dude. Is that his name? Sprocket? Yeah, Prince Sprocket. Annoying as fuck. Yes. In he's a like great the, way. Uh, the baby in Lightspeed Rescue. Oh, God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I knew there was something I didn't like about Lightspeed Rescue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you sure it wasn't know. the uh, the growing tattoo storyline? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like that in concept. Man. I didn't like it in execution. <laughs> I feel like that's a lot. That's like the Power Rangers story. Great in concept. Yeah. Subpar in con- in, uh, in execution. I, I like the, the characterization that the villains have in, in this uh, mm-hmm. so far. I know it's going to get annoying like two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks from now. But just the... Uh, I don't know. Like, it feels like they're having fun using yes. these characters. Like, obviously, you know that 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 villain footage already exists, but it feels like everybody's having fun bringing these characters to mm-hmm. life and giving them a unique, you know, Americanized villain spin of like the royal family. Uh, I liked it. I I don't know how long I'm going to like it. <laughs> I think we'll try like our, we'll try our best to make it as palatable as possible. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about the story. So earlier you mentioned that the Machine Empire's reasons for attacking Angel Grove are much different uh, when compared to Zed's and Rita's because they're doing it more for entertainment and more for a mm-hmm. challenge where Rita's just like, I'm going to take over the world. Uh, so we didn't see the uh, Zords here. And I think the main reason of that is they were testing them. Uh, they mentioned that, ah, these are actually formidable foes. We're going to have a good time with them. So this is a challenge for the Machine Empire. This is kind of what their focus is on, is uh, fighting the Rangers. And it's it's a definitely a different tonal shift from let's take over things and defend each week to more of like a weekly who, who can best the other type type, type of uh, per- yeah. thing. I don't know. What do you think? It, I think it's a fun, like, obviously, it's, it's like a throwaway line that they can put in there. But it's nice to have literally anything to show, okay, they're not just coming in here and saying, we're going to take over the world and then only yeah. attack one city in Southern California <laughs> for, you know, 53 weeks in a row. Like, they're like, oh, okay, the challenge is... Yes, in Angel Grove. And if we sure we could take Paris in like three hours Mm -hmm. with five monsters and a half a dozen cogs. But if we don't take Angel Grove, it's all for naught. Yeah. And like the only place where it's not going to be as easy as the last millennium of conquering has been is Angel Grove. So let's let's go mess with the Power Rangers and see what we can get. And not to be like lost or anything but they 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 do want to take over the universe and stuff right they just have a broader view than of things and they have an approach of we want to be champions of Mm -hmm. everything so they have to best everyone so if they're going to take over said world they want to be the best on said world instead of just doing a strategic military thing they just want to be the best of the best and they're 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 the machine empire they're an empirical force they're you know royalty coming in a royal family invading effectively you know colonizing worlds and going through and presumably they've done this you know hundreds or thousands of times and they know all right we're gonna go in there's gonna be one band of actual formidable maybe foes one army yeah and you know we take those out and we move on. And now they're like, oh, these guys actually, they, you know, yeah, they're kind of worth it. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's aim in their direction. See what happens. We can prove ourselves. We can show our glory. It's a lot less random than the previous seasons. Yes. Yeah. Rita is very, Zed kind of leaned into that a little bit and then they had to tone him down. Mm-hmm. But like Rita's stuff has always been very, like it felt personal mm-hmm. with, uh, and they, they dive into that way more in the comics and stuff, but it always felt felt like a the rangers were a personal nuisance for her and for zed yeah but that they could have that totally happened. gone anywhere else and attacked and they never really talked about why they weren't so even just one or two throwaway lines from the machine empire 
is better. It's nice, like world building that I don't, yes. you don't really think about until you're watching it, you know, years later and you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense kind of in their and world. To, and to further expand on another thing he said earlier, you mentioned the relationship between said royal family. And I think that that will just expand as the series goes on and we'll see inner conflict there. Cause as you mentioned, they're an empire and they're that royal family. And if anyone knows anything as the, nobody can see eye to eye and there's going to be conflict there at some point. So we'll see those butting of heads. I believe I remember that that's, that mm-hmm. is a storyline through here, right? As I, yeah. I remember that. I know Sprocket gets like yeah. high and mighty a couple different times. And I think even like King Mondo might get disabled or like run out of fuel or something like that. There's some, I, I think like one off storylines of, of the king or the queen, either one not being able to be in charge for a day and Sprocket having to take over. And he even says in this episode, he makes a line of, I want to be king of everything. Exactly. That's that's a good point. And I think this episode helps establish the hierarchy that mm-hmm. is there, uh, showing the interactions with the butler, showing how Sprocket interacts in front of the others and just seeing how Mondo commands everything and talks. Uh, it just, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it thinks progress. I mean, again, we haven't watched this since we we were mm-hmm. we lads so our memory of this is spotty at best but this is the point of the show and that's why we're doing it to be stronger yes. than before so i think that's really all we can really expand on about what we talked about other than that awesome fucking fight scene in the weird mad max world with the awesome music to go with it and all the uh awesome moves that the rangers pull off and that exceptional shot of both rangers fighting and there's actually depth to the shot uh thank you for giving us at least one thing that i can oh it was beautiful and and yeah the the score by by uh, presumably ron wasserman again Mm -hmm. in in this fight scene just that background music it's it's a unique you know it's a unique fight song it's not just like generic guitar riffs in the back there's lyrics and and uh and it goes through you know there's vocals and everything it ah uh, it was terrific it was uh i remember that a little bit from the first couple seasons mm-hmm. of mighty morphin having like unique fight songs but I remember it getting repetitive and maybe it will here too, but it was really fun today. It was a good reminder of like, yeah, this is why we fucking love this stuff. Yes. Yeah. 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 Really hit that nostalgia bone just right. Damn sure. So let's rate this. I'm probably just going to give this another one four, a four out of five. I mean, yep. yeah, it's- I agree. I agree. This is another, it's a Zeo Ranger four. Uh, <laughs> It was it was fun. It it gave us it gave us more than last episode. It felt uh, it was a kind of a coherent story from beginning. And it's really, uh, you know, it's a it's the origin story. There's not a uh, traditional story structure or linear story to these episodes because the plot is just introducing stuff. Yeah. Uh, and if they so would have uh, not shown the facade six times, uh, we definitely would have given it a higher score. <laughs> yes. The episode would have been 10 minutes long. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. So that's a stronger than before score of four out of five for a zero beginning part two. So next week we start our monster of the week formula, whether we like it or not. That's going to be fun to look forward to, fun to watch, and fun to talk about. But that's all we have for this week's episode. This has been fun, and this has been the Pod Boss, TJ Bowser, signing off. This has been Cam, the Big Bad Beetle Bro. Thank you, guys. See you next week. Come here, kid. Have I got a cool toy for you. Check out the Morphin Zeo Zord. It's a Zeo Ranger that morphs into an awesome animal Zord. You got a bird. 
a Sphinx, and of course, the ball with the Morphin Zeozoid. What you see is only half of what you get. <laughs> hmm, a worthy opponent. Bendai. Action satisfaction. Look for some cool alien fighting action in the new Zeo Rangers CD-ROM game.